Welcome to the Sharp 600, brought to you by Covers.com. I'm Rob Cressy, and I'm super excited to be jamming with you. And joining me on today's show to talk about Major League Baseball, win totals, and everything in between is my man, Andrew Cayley, Senior Publishing Editor for Covers.com. You can follow him on Twitter at Covers underscore Cayley, and that is Cayley with a C. Andrew, great <laughs> to have you back on the show. I'm great. It's great to be back. I'm really excited to talk some baseball. And in your honor, I knew you were going to come correct because every time you and I do a podcast together, you're always rocking a throwback jersey. And I'm someone who loves throwback jerseys. So in your honor today, I am rocking an old school Pittsburgh Pirates Kent to Colby jersey. Ooh, it's a good one. I like that. And this was actually given to me as a wedding present from a friend of mine. And ironically enough, my friends know me very well. So, I would say so. Of course, they completely threw my wife to the side and said, what would Rob like? And they're like, Rob would like a jersey and a signed ball. And I didn't ask for either of these two things. So my friend was like, I was thinking about getting you a Roberto Clemente jersey, but I know you like random athletes, so I wouldn't. Kent Colvey. Then I open up another present, and what do I see? A signed Bill Mazeroski baseball. So those were my wedding gifts from my friends, so I would like to say thank you to them. So are you suggesting that uh, for my now delayed wedding, I should put uh, retro baseball jerseys on my registry? So here's the thing. It wasn't even on the registry, but sometimes <laughs> your friends just know. But yes, I would say old school retro jerseys because <laughs> – for example, you're rocking right now a George Bell Blue Jays jersey. But you would love yes. to be able to say, well, maybe I want to put a Jesse Barfield with that somewhere. Throw that bad boy on the registry. I know we've talked about this before, too. They don't, it don't come in the, the powder blue like that, but a Juan Guzman one, a number 66. Like those, those are hard to come by, I bet. I'd love one of those. So if anybody is looking to purchase a wedding present for Andrew <laughs> – <laughs> a Juan Guzman jersey is just what the doctor ordered. Oh, yeah. So you and I jammed uh, back in February when we thought spring training was going to happen about Major League Baseball win totals. And little did we know that we would not have a season up until right now. And it looks like baseball is back. It's going to come back on July 23rd. And because of this, baseball has made a lot of different changes for this upcoming season, it's going to be shortened. So what we're going to do is sort of give you a revised win total. But here's the thing. We also want to talk to you about our mindset for betting both baseball, these win totals, World Series futures, or props in general. Because I think the most logical thing that a book would do is say, all right, well, it was 162. Let's just make it 60. Let's just chop that number in third and make that the new number. But guess what? I don't believe it is going to be that simple because there's a lot of different variances that we need to think about. So here's what we're going to do first. Let's talk about the changes so that, one, we're all informed about the playing field that we're dealing with, and then, two, we can start to get to the win totals and some of the other props we like or don't like. Cool? Sounds good, buddy. All right. So here's some of the changes. Number one, we've got a 60-game season. Number two, there's a universal DH. This is something that is uh, a lot more important for the National League 
because now all of a sudden there's going to be more runs on the pitching side. We're not going to have pitchers coming out because they're going to be up uh, at the bottom end of the inning, things like that. So you are going to want to be careful with run total projections from previous seasons because the National League will be skewed along the lines with this. Because we are starting in July and not in April, guess what? That's going to change. The weather. So you oftentimes hear there's there's cold weather and the ball doesn't travel as much. Uh, I live in Chicago, so we don't go to get Cubs games in April and May and sometimes in June because it's cold as crap out. But right now, it's, it's July 1st. It's nice out. So balls are going to be flying there. Um, teams are going to be playing – 10 games against division opponents. Why is this important? Well, look at the divisions and say, huh, who in that division is good versus who is bad? And the last thing is players now have an opportunity who were injured back in February to be a little bit more healthy. So, Andrew, I'm curious from your end, do any of those things stand out of things of note for you that you are thinking about with your betting? One more thing, too. If a game goes to extra innings, you will start with a runner on second base as well. So that's a that's quite a drastic change as well. They've uh, they've experimented with that a bit in the minor leagues, but uh, it'll be interesting to see it at the major league level. Uh, uh, first of all, you touched on it. Um, you're going to see a boon in NL, NL runs for sure. Like obviously, there's there's not a pitcher hitting anymore, so that's a big difference. Teams like the Cubs, like. The Cubs don't have to worry about Kyle Schwarber grabbing his outfield glove anymore, which I'm sure they're very happy about. Um, the Reds have a deep lineup. The Dodgers are going to be even more dangerous. Like, I think it's really going to help the teams that are that are stacked already. <laughs> uh, I know that doesn't sound like great in-depth analysis, but they're just going to be able to produce more runs. All the teams will, but you'll really see the advantage with these with these better teams with the deeper benches. Um, uh, the other thing you'll notice is you're going to have to prepare with the 60 game season for complete randomness with this 60 game season. 60 games is not a baseball season. There's no sport uh, in the world, in my opinion, that relies on data and stats more than baseball. And when you're getting a like less than a third of a sample size of what you're usually going to get, you're going to have some randomness. You're going to see some team that you weren't expecting in the playoffs, I bet. There's going to be a – like the Texas Rangers started the year pretty hot last year before cooling down, and there's a chance like there will be a team in the playoffs that you're not going to expect. So in that sense, when it comes to futures betting, uh, particularly wor- – um, not World Series betting, I'm sorry, uh, regular season win totals – I'm almost going to recommend staying away from regular season win totals. There is going to be so much randomness. It's not going to take anything. One injury to derail your season. Uh, one cold streak can, <laughs> can, can kick you out of the playoffs. It, it's not going to take anything at all. The Washington Nationals, my favorite example of this, the Washington Nationals last year after 60 games were 27 and 33 and in fourth place in the, in the NL East. Like, craziness is going to happen okay so with that in mind let's say you know what i do want to throw a few jelly beans on these win totals because that's what we do i'm just itching for betting because this is this is not kbo this is not ufc this is not golf we finally have baseball so 
my mindset was immediately, let's look at the polls. Let's look at the top end. We got the Dodgers, Yankees. Let's look at the bottom end. We got Tigers and Orioles. So four teams like the Tigers and Orioles on the bottom end. And right now, the Orioles have the lowest win total at 20 and a half. The Tigers at 21 and a half. And traditionally, when a team is hot garbage, 162 games is a lot. And on the back end, that they start sitting guys or players who might get injured, and they bring these young call-ups to come in here. So I started thinking about it, and I was like, well, with the 60-game season, how quickly are a team like the Tigers or the Orioles going to be to give up on their season or be less competitive? Because we would think that there would be – Fewer injuries in a totality. Of course, players are still going to get injured probably at the same rate, but there is an element of attrition that happens in baseball. 60 games just being a third of a season as opposed to those nagging lingering injuries. So let's say you have a tight hamstring and then that causes something else and causes something else. In 60 games, that may not be as big of a deal. So for me, I'm thinking maybe there's a lot more value on these bad teams because – their badness may actually be more heightened over 162 games than it would on only 60 games. That's a good point. Uh, for the Tigers' sake, I actually liked what we talked – we touched on this when we last talked about the win totals. I actually like what they did this offseason. They brought in a bunch of veteran guys who you actually know their names. Uh, unfortunately, the team that – the jersey you're wearing right now – is one of them might be the only teams I would look at. Uh, I would look at a win total of those Pirates. They just they just don't look like they want to win baseball games right now. They could have one of the worst uh, records around. And I think um, maybe not the extremes of the polls because 20, 20 and a half wins. That's a lot. <laughs> like that's a really small percentage for the Orioles and 38 and a half wins for say the Dodgers. Like. It, it, it's just there's so little room for error there that it gives me reason to have caution. So I like a team like the Pirates, who I believe their win total is at about 24, 24 and a half. And I see them going into the season as one of the worst uh, teams in baseball. And we can go back to looking at now they're, they're also in one of the more competitive divisions in baseball, which in which 40, 40 of their games will now be against the the up-and-coming Reds, the Cubs, who people are kind of sleeping on a bit now, the Cardinals, and and, and the Brewers, who are still uh, have one of these aspects, which uh, I think is going to ex- uh, excel this year, which is a strong bullpen. If you have a strong bullpen, especially early in the year, that's the type of team I'm going to look at as well. Uh, the Rays, the Yankees, uh, these teams are teams that are not going to have to rely on starting pitching as much. Usually it takes – Usually it takes, I don't know, three or four starts for a pitcher to really get that good feeling in his arm. And three or four starts now is <laughs> season's almost over at that point. And uh, so these teams with these strong bullpens are going to have a big edge. In the NL Central, four teams have a win total of 31.5 to 32.5 wins. So you're right. There's no elite team, but it's a bunch of very good teams. Um, the next thing – Uh, that we want to talk about is on the top end here. So we look at a team like the Dodgers and for them, I agree with you on the season win total. I'm not exactly in love with it. Remember they got Mookie Betts in the off season. There's a few things that we forget as baseball fans that because of this uh, lapse that we've had in having sports, Mookie Betts is on that team there. 
The Dodgers World Series is plus 380 to win the World Series. And back in February, it was around plus 400. So not a huge change right there. But here's what stands out the most to me about the Dodgers is, all right, do we see – it's not going to be value at that, but if you were to say, all right, they're clearly the best team in the National League. Who are we looking at at second and third? The Braves are coming in at plus 1,400 to win the World Series. Nationals at plus 1,700. So that is a huge gap compared to the American League. You've got the Yankees at plus 400, Astros at plus 800, uh, Twins over at plus 1,600. I feel like the Dodgers are a step above in the National League. But I actually kind of like the value to say, well, what if we didn't take the Dodgers? What if you threw some jelly beans on the Braves or the Nationals? What are your thought process on either betting the Dodgers or fading the Dodgers from a World Series perspective? Uh, on a World Series perspective, I still think there's value on them because of what you mentioned. Um, these other two divisions, both both the NL East and the NL Central, are very competitive from top to bottom. Whereas the Dodgers, like we talked about, they're not gonna have to they're not gonna have to compete with as much. So while maybe they don't hit the win total because they're like ironing out some kinks here and there, they're finding out which lineup works best, yada yada yada. These other teams are gonna be fighting tooth and nail all season long. And while I like the Braves and I like uh, even like the Mets a little bit, I like the Nationals. Like there's just it's so competitive and the season's so short that like I don't know what if the Marlins start hot? <laughs> like it's there's 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 so much randomness in this season um, that it's gonna be hard. Um, if there is a team that I kind of like further down the board, I think we look even further. And you look for those teams. That's what you should start doing is look at those dark uh, those dark horse teams in uh, division and World Series betting. That oh maybe those the those White Sox were gonna make a jump this year. Another team you're gonna hear a lot about this year is the Padres. I believe they're at about plus forty five hundred to win the World Series. That bullpen is excellent as well, and uh, uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. is is healthy all year. People forget that he was he was on the shelf for a large portion of last year. Anyone he wasn't, he was absolutely raking it. Um, and once again, like these these are the like the books are going to have that baked into these numbers. Now the books know there's, there's going to be more randomness uh, and these numbers aren't going to be as great as they would be in a 162 game season, but there's definitely value in looking at some of these dark horse contenders now. So you mentioned the white Sox. So let's talk about the AL central, because here's the thing that we talked about is each team plays 10 games against the rest of the division. Well, the AL central gets, double dip of Royals and Tigers. So in our uh, podcast back in February, one of the bets that I had was the Indians over 85 and a half. And if I liked the Indians back then, then I like the Indians now for almost that similar reason. I think you talked about the White Sox. That's the other team you're seeing a lot of heat on right now. The, the White Sox have a lot of good young talent. So one thing to think about is – one, how quickly does young talent get acclimated? Or two, in the instance of the White Sox, are they more likely to bring up young talent from the minors to help support the team? Almost in like a the 60-game season gives us an opportunity to do some things we might not normally do as a team 
by getting players up quickly because the window is smaller to win. And with this high variance, you can say, listen, we can beat the Tigers. We can beat the Royals. So both the White Sox and the Indians, to me, look attractive. But I will be taking the over on the Indians. The Indians are sitting at 33 and a half. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I was a little unsure about the Indians just because of the way that the the starting rotation is broken down and that the they don't get consistent hitting from guys outside of Lindor and uh, Ramirez. But in a shortened season, once again, this is another team with a solid bullpen. Uh, so they're going to have value. But uh, I think the Twins are the class of that division. <laughs> and... Uh, they're, they're gonna have they're gonna have a fun time hitting hitting around the, that park and it'll be it'll be a fun season in the central a lot of a lot of interesting teams there but uh it, it's the twins to to walk away with i think so there is an element of me while i like to talk about mindset and how we can be sharper betters there is also the i had the rangers under 79 and a half <laughs> win total and you know what? The square in me says, if I liked these things back in February, why would I change the way that I think just because some things have changed? I get it. We're telling you about why the things have changed. But at the end of the day, I'm looking at what I had previously done because there was a reason we did specific analysis. But at the same time, I completely agree with you on the randomness of things. Because one thing I was actually looking at was – MVP odds and it's like Mike mm -hmm. Trout and everybody else. But <laughs> then I started to think about, well, someone could just catch fire super quickly. You know what yep. a great example of that would be? A guy like the A's Chris Davis who can hit a hundred home runs in like one month and all of a sudden, boom, just like that, they can become the MVP because I believe a player like Mike Trout or like these top end teams, what makes them so good is their consistency over the long period of time. 162 yeah. games, you know Mike Trout's going to get his numbers. Chris Davis with a K, he might not always get that, but guess what? He can be stroking for a hot minute. So I'm curious on sort of your mindset around that. Uh, that's a great point. Um, I don't, obviously, there's no value with Mike Trout at about plus 140 to win MVP right now. Uh, I love the news for one of his teammates that just came out the other day, uh, Shohei Otani. They have announced that he is going to play two ways this season. So I believe when he was uh, regularly starting in 2018, he was um, he was like their Sunday starter. Every Sunday he would get a start, and then he would be he would take a Monday off, and he would DH the rest of the week sort of thing. Um, if he if he ends up having like four or five really good starts and hits and hits the way we know he can hit, like he is on the board at plus nineteen hundred right now. Like that, those are the type of guys I'm looking at to an MVP, not Mike Trout. Uh, and another another uh, that I really like right now is the home run leader. There is you're going to get a lot of these division specific matchups which we've talked about. And for for instance, uh, Gleyber Torres of the Yankees. He did something ridiculous last year. Like he had an OPS of like, I think 1300 against the Orioles last year and had 13 home runs in 75 at bats against them. And now they make up almost 20% of his schedule. So like, I think he's on the board um, <laughs> somewhere along the line of like, 
I'm not sure what it is anymore here. Uh, home run leaders, I have it real close here. Uh, Torres, he's plus uh, 3,000. So there's about 20, 20 guys ahead of him to lead the AL in home runs or to lead the majors in home runs, I'm sorry. But he hit 13 against the Orioles. And if he gets in a hot streak and you have a matchup that you like against a certain team, plus uh, a team like the Yankees are playing all of the parks in the AL East are tiny, like, so you have to look at teams like that. Look at stadium-specific matchups and and interdivisional matchups that are going to benefit your bets. Like, and there's there's a lot of that out there in this shortened season. So I like your thought process on this, but there's one thing that I want to give as a caveat, and it's something we talk about often. And I know when I talk to the crack man about golf, and and sometimes with football we see this and I even saw Patrick Everson tweeted something saying I better put eight grand down on the nuggets to win it 25 to one there's a lot of tickets out there that are losers with value and I think the challenge in any world series future bets or these MVP or home run title type bets is I completely agree with your logic. It makes sense. You can say, boom, here's my roll of the dice at plus 3,000. But we're dealing with such an element of randomness that I like the value, but at the end of the day, I don't like losing tickets. So I am more (laughs) apt to not be as active in the futures market, certainly in the World Series side. But if I am, it's going to be these long shots. But like you could say, I like the Reds and I like the White Sox and both of those can have good seasons and then not win the World Series or even not win their divisions. Mm-hmm. And it's just sort of my way of saying, be careful with these long shot bets. We can, we can buy into the narrative and it's a very sexy and fun thing to do. But yeah. if you're going to do it, manage your bankroll around it and say, you know what? I'm going to give myself a few rolls of the dice here. I have lower expectations, but do know the variance is both a positive and a negative in what we're dealing with. Maybe we've talked about bankroll management before. Maybe you put uh, a half unit on these division bets. If you're, if you want to spread out your money a little more evenly or, or uh, just, try to balance it out with some more I know there's no such thing as a sure thing in baseball particularly in a 60 game season but that's why when I'm looking at my my uh, futures bets maybe something like the Dodgers to win the NL is something that's far more likely I'd still I prefer the cash out at two to one (laughs) than the losing tickets on the red at 17 to one sort of thing Right. And everyone likes to be so smart because you can buy into your own hype. You're like, buy, 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 red 17 to one, greatest bet ever. And at the end of it, you're like, oh, that was a good run. But uh, be cool if you're an action junkie to say, listen, if there's some teams like the Reds, like the White Sox that are up and coming that you want to try and be ahead of the curve on, or you just want to root for, I think that's one of the things for me uh, as a sports fan and as sports better. I like being able to follow teams. It's why I play fantasy baseball is because it keeps me involved. So there's nothing wrong with having a few jelly beans on one of those teams on to win the division or for their season win total over just so that you can build that relationship with them, but just temper your expectations. Exactly. That's a, that's a good point to make there. Um, On top of it, uh, monitor the games, follow the games. Um, I think live betting is going to be a lot different this year um with the there's going to be an added uh there's definitely i think there's going to be a boost to runs scored in the national league like we said so maybe a, a game starts with 
a lower run total, and you that's where you start finding your angles is those runs start scoring early and you jump on those live, those live over numbers. Um, but at the end of the day, I think it's going to come down to strong bullpens. And once, and once those starters get into that groove, um, then the teams with the, the, the Dodgers of the world, the Yankees, um, um, even the, even the Astros to a point still have uh, those teams with those strong starting staffs are going to be, uh, at the top of the divisions at the end of the day. Is there anything that you can glean from your KBO betting that you've done that might translate over to this? Because I like what you said about um, keeping an eye on the live betting side because live betting for me was the biggest victory of football. I, I loved it. I felt so much more in control. But we're also dealing with a little bit different in MLB. We've got strong bullpens, whereas in the KBO, there's a high variance between good and bad. So if there's three runs in the first, it doesn't mean that all of a sudden it's going to go well the rest of the time. But conversely, maybe if we know that the weather's good and there's going to be more runs, there's more DH, if we see some lower scoring early innings, could that be an indicator for us to get a little bit more value on the over? Or is this square thinking saying, listen, everything in the world says over. Everywhere, <laughs> DH, weather, just everyone should be betting the over. If that's my first thought, my next thought says I should be betting the under. Because if everybody's <laughs> thinking about the over, I want to be thinking on the under. <laughs> At least early on, um, it can take hitters a long time <laughs> to, to, to find their grooves. Like, it, it's not uncommon for it to take four, four to six weeks for a hitter to get into their groove, to find their swing. And four to six weeks, like we said, it's, it's a hard, huge chunk of the season now. Um, so it'll be, it'll be interesting to see for sure, to see how these players react, especially now that it sounds like that the bullpen, oh, not the bullpen, the spring trainings, a lot of the places sound like they're going to be in the home cities, I believe. Like, Pittsburgh will be training in Pittsburgh for their spring training. Does that mean they're not going to get any live pitching before the season starts, which is now supposedly only 20, 23 days away sort of thing. Uh, so early on with, uh, I think, a bull, unders might be the way to look, um, especially maybe the books give you some, some higher totals with this universal DH. and But these strong, like I mentioned before, these strong bullpens, are, are going to have an edge uh, over these hitters who are, as much as they say they're ready, they always, they're always, they were posted, all the players were posted all, all this time off that they're ready to go whenever. There's just a difference between hitting a lot in a live baseball game. It's the hardest thing to do in sports and uh, it might translate early on in this season. Um, the other thing you might see is the return of small ball, uh, especially with this uh, ex in the extra innings with this runner on second. Imagine if you're the team like the Braves, um, the Braves might be a beautiful live bet in extra innings because they've got Billy Hamilton on their team, and he's going to be on the bench for most of the year. You get to an extra game, you throw Billy Hamilton. The, the rule is the last person who is out starts on second base in the extra innings, but if you have a, if you have a bench player, you can pinch run for, for him. So I expect Billy Hamilton to be on the Braves bench more often than not. So you, you get to an extra inning and throw him on second base. Like, like, if he doesn't steal it, third which is a very high possibility uh it won't take much to get them there and then to score at the same time so uh look for the return of small ball in a lot of ways you're not you're gonna see a, a lot less uh walk-off home runs in the 60 game season at least relatively 
So let's leave this with some picks. And for me, I'm going to keep with my themes from the podcast we did in February. So I'm going to take the Indians over 33 and a half. I'm going to have the Diamondbacks over 30 and a half. And I'm going to take the under on the Rangers at 29 and a half. And for me, I'm going to be looking at the bad teams overs and the good team and the overall unders from a scoring perspective, because everything's going to tell us that there's going to be tons of runs. Uh, I, I will hop on board. Uh, I'm going to, I will advise again. I really dislike season win totals in this 60 game season, but if there's two, I'm going to make, it's going to be the Tigers over the 21 and a half. Because as I met, like I, as I have in the write-up on covers.com, and as we talked before, I liked that they brought in some veteran guys. Like they are still a ways away from their rebuild <laughs> happening sort of thing. But there's veteran guys down there, and 21 is not a large number. And the other one is the Pirates under 24 and a half or 24 or whatever it is. And uh, that's just I've never that team right now looks like a team not wanting to compete and despite the fact that they get to play teams like the tigers and royals and uh in, in the al central the nl central is as competitive as it gets uh also um like i said i love Shohei otani for the mvp it's a super unique uh a super unique position where he could get mvp votes because he dominates in pitching and he has a great hitting year and at plus 1900 I just uh, compared to some of those other guys out there. I love that. He's the only guy with that opportunity and he's getting those odds. So Shohei Otani to win MVP is one of my favorite props. Quick side note about the pirates. I uh, grew up in Pittsburgh and it is not the team's fault. It is the ownership's fault. I want to make sure we all know this. I do not fault the players because they're doing the best <laughs> that they can. It is the terrible owner who does not care about winning or putting a product on the field where he does not care about the fans. This is something that even though I'm wearing a Pirates jersey right now, <laughs> I am extremely upset about. And my allegiances are for the Chicago Cubs. I've lived here for the last 10 years. They've treated me well. I've met the owners. They've been amazing. They won a World Series. The owners bought me drinks. That is way more than the Pittsburgh Pirates have ever done for me under this ownership group. So for me, this is an anti-Pittsburgh Pirates ownership group rant. That is all. <laughs> so, Andrew, <laughs> Under where understandable. Can, <laughs> Andrew, where can everybody connect with you? You can find all of my work over at covers.com. We've got uh, – we updated uh, – despite the fact that I said <laughs> – I'm advising or using caution when when making win total selections. I updated all of my win totals for every single major league team. So there's a win total pick on every single team. Um, I, like once again, I will say use caution when going with the win totals, but they're all there on covers.com. And you can follow me on Twitter at covers underscore Kaylee, where I will be ranting about the Blue Jays more often than not. And I want to hear from you. What MLB futures action do you have? Or are you going to have win totals, props, World Series? Let us know. You can hit me up on Twitter, at Rob Cressy. Make sure to use hashtag Sharp600 and be part of our community. And also make sure to tag at covers. And you know what? If you dig this podcast, throw us a bone. Go over on iTunes, give us a rating and review. And when you do so, we will give you a shout out on the next show 
for showing us some love. And remember, you want to be a sharp, don't be a square with your bankroll, be disciplined with your money management. The funkadelic devil hits you with the rap level of 10. The one, two, three, your pen. I get action, so everybody jump with your rope. Looking like the way the sound pops, pumping in your black trunk. And let loose with the juice when I do rock. I'm too hot, some say I got more juice than two pops.